welcome to the BQBL Failcast. I'm Alex Hees, Dr. Matthew, and this is week seven of the 2022 season. And this week, we saw some pretty decent scores out of some some new teams. But um, what we didn't see, in all likelihood, um, was a big shakeup up top. Um, however, we have one game that we haven't yet scored. And uh, Dr. Matthew is going to take us through the Monday night game, which... And this uh, is a, it's a big game, too, because so far as BQBL uh, goes, the situation in New England looks uh, right ripe for points. Even though they weren't started this week, the, the fact that this is our first real quarterback controversy of the season. Yeah. Um, it's, it also, yeah. we get to have the discussion live whether or not this was a benching. Because oh, is there is there a debate? About oh, there's absolutely debate. So okay, so the surrounding circuit. I'm not sure if you watch the game because I know that you go to bed at eight. Um, so <laughs> also the yeah the pa- Patriots Bears did not sound like a good game. It uh, it doesn't sound like it was a good game actually after looking at the score and what happened. But uh, I expected it the other way. Well, it, yeah, it, it actually turned out to be an interesting game because yeah. the Chicago uh, offensive coordinator staff was like so. We didn't know what to do, so we looked at Baltimore's playbook, and we just kind of like took some of their plays, and they work for a mobile quarterback. Um, oh, is that what happened? Yeah, and they they said it right after the game. <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, we, we borrowed some plays from Baltimore." Turns out they work, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Wait, it took you seven weeks in his second season, so a full season plus seven weeks to realize that maybe we should look at what other." teams with mobile quarterbacks are doing for what to do with our mobile quarterback and Chicago's like absolutely it did does this mean I owe Greg Roman any sort of apology I can't say okay it's it's difficult to know what I do know is at least he's letting Lamar run it sometimes whereas before Justin Fields could only run it when he was like essentially breaking a blood oath with his offensive coordinator who was trying to get him to like either throw short or just do all sorts of stuff that he's just not yeah. all that prepared to do. Um, yes. Well, back to the lovely BQBL days of Matt Nagy. Ah, those were the good times. They, they were good times. Um, but yeah, so, so obviously Chicago okay, well, didn't so let's deliver do a short, but let's No, not. they didn't. We have to have okay. the discussion first though. So well, the, the, let's do Chicago. And all, then we right, can have the discussion. all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, fine. fine. We'll have the discussion. We'll do. We'll do the. No, pats no, no, first. No, 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 no. You're correct. We'll do the pats. Let's do the pats. It didn't matter for scoring anyway, so let's do it. That's fair. All right. So going into the game, what they said on on the podcast or on the broadcast, yes, was that there would the quarterbacks would split time. Yes. Um. They did not, in fact, split time. What happened no. was Mac Jones came out for a few series, and then Bailey Zappi came in for the rest of the game. Now, was the plan for them to split and then Bailey Zappi's two consecutive touchdown drives ruin the plan? Mm-hmm. Or was the plan always to bench Mac Jones? At halftime, Belichick said the quarterbacks would continue to split time, and then they didn't. And then they didn't, even and though Zappi was not good. Even though Zappi was not great. Um, so the question is, is this a benching i say yes i i think 
I think this is just Belichick saying some stuff and then doing the obvious thing, which is benching an underperforming Mac Jones for a guy who could be better. Yeah. Well, and also the crowd had totally turned on Mac Jones. They were thrilled when Zappi came in. Jones didn't play the rest of the game. There'd been no indication that he's hurt or anything. So, Oh, he's definitely not hurt. He was was ready to go back in. Yeah. So all of the, you know, all of the talk is he should have gone back in, except that he wasn't doing well. I, it's a benching. I mean, he was coming back from injury is the mitigating factor. Um, it's so a I think it's a benching. This is a, this is one of those, uh, I know it when I see a benching, because that was a benching. Uh, I'm, I'm aligned on that. Um, if he'd come back in even for one series, I would have said it's not a benching. But yeah, since he stayed agreed. out for the rest of the game... It was a bench. Agreed. Um, all right. So ju- you want to do Justin Fields? Uh, well, no. So that, that let's just do this. So that's a benching. Right. That's 35 for the benching. Yep. There were just... four turnovers in this yep. game, which mm-hmm. is 38 points. Right. Um, and it was just under the... 200 yards to, as well. Yep. So 38 plus six for the yardage is 44. 35 for the benching is 79 for New England. Um, and that is the high score of the week. It is. On Sarah's bench. So Sarah, an early shout out in the podcast for leaving New England on the bench. Uh, and it, it's, it, it, w- it obviously would have uh, been an, a difference maker because she started Kansas City's negative 10 instead of New England's 79 or Houston's mm. 21. Any of yeah. those would have been substantially better choices and potentially would have given her the win on the week, um, yeah. depending on the score that Chicago got, which I don't think is going to be nearly enough to uh, overcome what Sarah's score would have been. So sorry, Probably. Sarah. However, however, right, you have 27 going into the Monday night game with Chicago left to play. That's two wins at the moment. If you can get to 30, so with three points, you will pass Nick. With a seven, you'll pass Sarah. Um, and then you would need 20 to pass Russ and 30 over 30 to win the week. Um, I don't think that's yeah. going to happen here. It the The part that gave me some hope was the four fumbles. However, yeah. they recovered all four of them. It's a lot of fumbling. It was, um, it was okay, a lot so of fumbling. I don't think we've seen Justin more Fields. fumbles than that recovered. Uh, well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence had more fumbles than that recovered, but by the other team. Actually, I, I actually think there's been a four fumble and zero loss game this year. I, I feel like I remember it. Interesting. Huh. Um, yeah, so, so Fields had under 200 yards. That's six yep. plus the interceptions, 11. Uh, um, 11. He, yeah. he did have 82 rushing yards, which is negative eight. Um, um, so back down to and three. Then, and then four fumbles, which is eight kept. Ah, so uh, 17. Back up to 11. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. No. Uh, sorry. Back up to 11. Yes. Yep. 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 Back up to 11. So he finishes with 11. Um, and so. I vault a couple enough. people. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You'll vault Sarah and you vaulted Nick. Uh, so you have four wins, um, and yeah, so four wins. Now that and that was enough um, to to put you into second place. Currently, we have a new leader. We do have a new leader. Um, worth discussing because um, Jake started uh, the only two teams he could start: the Jets and the I'll say Commanders. That's I think correct. All right, technically correct. Um, both of those teams won. 
yep. both of those teams scored fairly well. Um, you know, Taylor Hinky through I, I don't care. Um, through an interception. <laughs> And um, that interception was pick six. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is yeah. right. There was so a he, fumble that was called back, right? But right, uh, he he had a pick yeah. six, and he almost had a fart, except for the fart was called back. Um, however, you know, obviously making only one mistake, having it go for a score the other way, is very efficient, um, mm-hmm. which is the best thing that you can say about Taylor Heineken. And um, <laughs> and he finished with exactly twenty five points. Yeah, this uh, super efficient um, in in victory and in BKBL, all around stellar performance. Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, also stellar performance in BKBL. Uh, his team won, but it was yeah, it was, didn't really do very much. He didn't um, have low to do much performance. to beat Brett Rippin. Who? Yep, that's uh, Mark Rippin's nephew. Oh well, I presumably he was bad, which uh, I assume he would have scored more points than Zach Wilson and BKBL. Yeah, I mean, except for if you've been paying any attention this season, you would know that's not correct. Um, no, you would know that the the worst quarterback somehow scores less, and that the winning quarterback always scores more. Mm. So Zach Wilson yeah. didn't have to do much, and he certainly didn't. Um, <laughs> He did ruin his day with one 37-yard pass. Um, if not for that 37-yard pass, he would have been under 100 yards passing and with no long passes for significantly oh. more points. However, he threw a screen pass to Michael Carter that went for 37 yards, not even really a long pass, if we're being honest with ourselves. <laughs> and we really pass, need, yeah. to, we need to be honest with ourselves. Um, but So he doesn't even deserve the points that he did get, but he got yeah. he deserves way more, you know? 22 points, though, for uh, for really not doing much. You know, he threw for 121 oh. yards and no touchdowns. I'll get my on my uh, complaint corner for a minute. The uh, I, I had I had a bit of that with the Falcons this week, who got killed by Cincinnati. But Mariota was eight for 13 for 124, and 75 of that was a single, was one pass. Yeah, who caught that um, pass? Uh, Demir Bird. <laughs> Demir Bird. <laughs> Yeah. So did he, did uh, so he catch any out. any other passes? Did Demir Bird catch? <laughs> was he was he targeted again? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, somehow Mariota in a loss through thirteen times, um, in a blowout loss, whereas Joe Burrow through forty two. A lot of things this this year don't make sense. Well, the other thing is they didn't even run the ball all that much. They only yeah, ran I mean, the ball I... like twenty nine times. So the question is, where did their plays go? Uh, and the answer is for no yards in general. But um, Ooh, can, I I go through, just, can I go through their possessions? Um, <laughs> it sounds depressing, but it's knock like yourself out. Five play punt, three play punt, sixteen play touchdown. Um, capped by the seventy-five yard. Uh, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. The next one was the one play seventy-five yard. Okay, excuse me. I was going to say, how did they have a sixteen play drive that ended with a seventy-five yard touchdown? I was going to uh, be impressed. I was about to be impressed as well, but you're right. It was the following one that was the one play seventy-five yarder. Um, okay. Yeah. In the second half, they had two first downs, it appears, maybe three. Um, but every drive ended with the punt, um, despite the fact that they were losing, but not losing so badly that they needed to just get the game over with. Um, 
but they punted on a fourth and nine. They punted on a fourth and three. Okay. They punted on a fourth and 15, woof. And they punted on a fourth and 13. So you can probably tell when you're punting on fourth and something that's over 10, that mistakes yep. have been made. Yes. Mistakes were made in that game, mistakes mostly by well. Atlanta, not by Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow put up a, a very um, impressive negative 21. Uh, yeah. for low score, low score of the week. Indeed. He threw for over 480 yards. Um, mm. So, uh, you know, it's and three touchdowns and he rushed for an additional touchdown. So it was, it was an impressive score. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's stellar. Um, so, yeah, so that was, that was an excellent, uh, excellent performance right there. Let's see what else, what else of note? Uh, there was another, uh, there were a couple performances like, you know, Sarah got negative 10 from Kansas city. She mm-hmm. got a strong 44 from Indianapolis. Um, and yeah, then Russ and this... Indianapolis is worth talking about though. Because yes. Indianapolis saw enough from Matt Ryan. And the rumor is that that Bob Ursay himself or Jim Ursay, whichever Ursay it is, decided to pull the plug on Matt Ryan for the season and move on to uh some rookie who is named Sam, I believe. Uh Sam Erlinger, I believe it is. Yeah, Erlinger. That's and he's great. not a rookie, he's a second year quarterback. Oh, really? I mean, that's that's the competitive intelligence that I received. Okay. Um, the sorry, I'm really distracted because this particular page in ESPN has a corn fairy sustainability ad. Um, and it looks exactly like two porn stars looking at a bunch of um, uh, solar panels. And one of them is holding his hand up at the same angle as the solar panels. And the other one is looking very intently at it. Um, it's just, it's just really distracting. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, this, I don't know, this feels like a targeted ad where like, mm, I, you I probably suspect, see something different. Suspect, yeah. No, well, I, yeah, I was, I've been trying to imagine like what the some, somehow this has been created by like a Dolly style AI where like, you know, Karen was doing, you know, use your computer for some research on oh sure thank, uh, thank, on, thank in, you. on investments on. on investments for solar companies and then mm, you used it and they sure. somehow combined those yeah look, I mean look at this thing I I shared my screen so you could see it look at this neither of these people works in solar I'm a hundred percent certain these are both yeah, male models sense. am I correct um but why male models I I don't I and also how are they in the roof like. There's so many things I don't understand about this ad. Well, you know, you can always click on it. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. I've only had negative experiences with Corn Fairy. No, thank you, please. Um, so anyway, um, the we should go into the uh, the Erlinger situation. And Matt Ryan wasn't terrible in this game. He, they did have him throw the ball 44 times, which is a lot of times to throw the ball when you consider that um, Atlanta in, in their loss threw the ball 13 times. Yes. Um, but throwing a ball a lot in the loss makes more traditional sense. But, so I can't really, but which team really has argue with this? Jonathan Taylor. Can you remind me? Um, I believe we see healthy. I believe that's the yes. Colts. Um, yes. he is healthy. The, um, <laughs> the Falcons gave Tyler Algeyer 16 carries, whereas Jonathan Taylor got 10. Although, so he, I mean, again, they do have Jonathan Taylor, but 
aren't the Colts dead last in rushing at the moment? <laughs> you dumb bastard. Hmm? <laughs> it's reverse causality. They're dead last because <laughs> they're not rushing the ball. <laughs> or so you see, it's it's very complicated. Um huh. that sounds that sounds like not a good strategy. Why would why would somebody do that? Was... Frank Reich is still the coach of the uh, Indianapolis yeah, Colts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I, 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 I like Frank that Reich. Hasn't changed yet. I think that he's a fine fellow, but I think it does. It is meaningful that after the departure of Bruce Arians, um, they weren't good again. Yeah. I mean, they were good enough to like duke it out with the Titans, but the Titans are a team with very little talent and very much coaching. Like I, I think Vrabel is an excellent coach and I think that the talent that they're giving him is not, mm-hmm. good, not good at all. Um, that totally fair. Yeah. So anyway, the, the Titans were the team that they were playing in this game. Um, the Titans only needed to throw the ball 20 times and they realized that they have Derrick Henry at running back. So they ran the ball 30 times with Derrick Henry. Um, that netted them 128 yards, which is a lot more yards than Indianapolis did. Um, now they didn't crush Indianapolis this game, but they also spread the ball around fairly, you know, well, um, they they, they own, they own them at the moment. Yeah, they, they do. In fact, um, yeah, Tannehill threw no touchdowns and only threw for 132 yards, which gave me 27 points. I was, you know, pleased with that. He lost a fumble, which is nice. Yeah. Um, did have a long. So pass, there's a but, there's yeah. a couple other games that I want to I want to talk about quickly. Of One course, is, of course, um, the second highest score of or third highest score, I guess. The second highest score was also on the bench. That was San Francisco. Um, but the third highest score was Detroit. Uh, the team that was the highest scoring team in the league through five weeks. Uh, and then as I think what, scored three points, six points over the past two weeks. Um, and this week put up 58 BQBL points. Yeah. And um, to, to Russ's credit and started them. And yeah. Jared Goff was 21 for 26, which usually is good. Yes. But it's normally um, what you want. yeah, Amon Ross a Brown went out early with not a concussion. Definitely wasn't a concussion. I mean, so so, so here, explain to me this because you're a doctor. Um, he went out because he looked wobbly. He was not mm-hmm. in the concussion protocol. <laughs> I, and he was held out of practice. But they're still saying he's not in the concussion protocol. I I don't, don't know, but Alex. Alex, I, I know that they re- revised their concussion protocols after the whole Tua situation earlier, so I, I can only assume that he was fine. Yeah, the, the way they revised it is now it's a secret. <laughs> now, <laughs> rather than publishing anything, it's it's now entirely up to the league as to who does and doesn't have a concussion. Um, Got it. They, their reliance on medicine and the independent neurologist was just failing them, so now they're relying on uh something different i think and social, uh, social media probably um yeah. yeah but after um after amon ra went out one target by the way one catch um they had okay. to throw the ball to khalif raymond and brock Wright. um it didn't work well for them really 
and uh, and they lost. But while they were losing, they managed to throw some um, like four turnovers. Uh, so two fumbles lost, two interceptions. And then did they also have a pick six? I can't remember. Uh, it sounds sounds right. No, they they did not. No. It was it was just the four turnovers. Okay. Speaking of pick sixes, the last game I want to talk about was uh, what I think might have been our, our first Jameis of the season, and that was in New Orleans. <gasps> Yay, the right on, place for a Jameis. Thursday night, right place for a Jameis. Um, Andy Dalton just put on a fantastic performance uh, on a, a Thursday night game that normally had been low in scoring. This game had high real and VQBL scoring. Um, at one point, you had written me after the second pick six. That's a rare double pick six. Uh, on and, consecutive uh, on consecutive possessions. Yep. Going into halftime. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's such a good way to like really just ruin the game for your team. And at that point I said there was a combined uh Jameis because Taysom Hill had thrown for 48 yards. But uh but there is yeah, but it ended up Andy Dalton finished with 361 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, including two pick sixes, and that is a just a fantastic line. Um, yeah, he had a Jameis all on his own. And you know who yep. was watching from the sidelines? Uh, that would be Jameis. Jameis watched someone else throw a Jameis um, on his right. own team. I don't think – I'm, I'm going to go out there and say that's never happened before. I, I don't think that's ever happened before. Nope. I, I, I feel confident that that has never happened before. So, yeah, I mean, it's actually – it feels feels a shame that it was only worth 43 points, but uh, it was it was quite the performance. Andy Dalton, man, no longer a game manager. He he and Jameis Winston somehow switched bodies a la uh, like Freaky a Friday. Freaky Friday thing, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And uh, <laughs> that is actually pretty funny to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dalton's out there uh... eating, eating a W and stealing crab legs. And <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> that that would be a hoot. <laughs> yeah, that's a... It's a... I've, I have no notes. That should be Grimlet. Um. <laughs> I, I would watch that. I would pay to watch. I would go to a theater to watch that. Um, <laughs> is there anything else worth touching on here? How did San Francisco no, score 62? How did they do that? Um, I don't know. I can pretty much guarantee you that it was still boring. Yeah. Oh, they lost to Kansas City. I think that's what it was. Yeah. There was um, a, there was a, it was a benching. They got killed so much that they benched Garoppolo and put in uh, something called Brock Purdy. Oh, another Brock. We've had two surprise Brocks this week. It's never good when you have a surprise Brock. Because you know there isn't it isn't a star who's named Brock. No. It's a, it's a guy who went to Michigan State who's like, you know, who's who's got a tough, you know, he's a tough workman like guy and he's just going to give you backup time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Lou Brock. Lou Brock is the real deal. The first name is is the one you're you're concerned about. I agree. Um, yeah. So both both starting quarterbacks in the Chiefs uh, Niners game got got benched, uh, but on, only one of them got PKBL points. Right. The uh, the victory cigar benching was the one that Chad Henney represented, um, and that was after Patrick Mahomes managed to score three touchdowns with Mecole Hardman his masterpiece was complete and he could sit down knowing that no one else will ever be able to get three touchdowns out of Miko Hardman. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that, yeah, that, that's everything I want to touch on. Let's go over the final or the current standings. As we mentioned, Jake, we should go through the uh, week though. We, I don't think we uh, ever went yeah, down this full fine. week. 
Um, okay. So you want to run that down? Will, yeah. Will did win the week at 57. Um, second place on the week. It was very tight. Um, Jake had 47. Russ had 46. Um, followed by me with 38. Sarah with 34. Uh, Nick with 30. And then you with 20. Um, based on a disappointing Atlanta Carolina combo. And uh, Joseph. Um Back at his old tricks after a couple of weeks, um, you know, scoring six wins, uh, zero wins this week. Jacksonville and Denver let him down. Um, although I heard that Russ, did you, did you hear this thing about Russ? It's not points. However, on the on the flight to London, it was an overnight flight that the team took. Everyone else was sleeping because it was a red eye, and Russ yeah. was rehabbing, stretching, and uh, I, I, I and that. training in the aisles of the airplane. And yeah. everyone was like, that's not true. And KJ Hamler tweeted, this is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Because you, you totally know that that's exactly what he was doing. Oh, is, yeah. there, is there a quarterback who, is, who the teammates hate more than Russell Wilson? No, there doesn't appear to be. It's really interesting. But yeah, there really doesn't appear to be. Oh my God, so hateable. Like, um, I, think, I think Zach Wilson is more likable by a fair margin than Russ Wilson. True or false? Very true. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think. Although he looks, debate. he looks terrible. Oh my gosh, like yes. delightfully bad. Um, yes. so bad that Elijah Moore wants off that team, like in his second year. That's he becomes the second receiver who wants off of it. With the first being, uh, Mims. Oh yeah, Mims was also a first round pick. So you got first round picks, second round picks. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. Although Robert Sala seems likable enough. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, um, all right, anyway. So overall standings. Yeah. Overall standings. Jake has taken the lead. He has 33 wins. Uh, Alex, you're in second with 31. Uh, I have 28 and a half, just above Will's 28. Joe has 22. Sarah, 21. Nick, 17. And Russ, 15. So yeah, Russ is starting to make his comeback. He's uh, He scored some points this week. Yeah. So that'll do it for this week. Alex, uh, you want to mill in it up? Yeah, I, I would. Um, I don't know. I was I was at the game, um, this past week, and I was at the game a few weeks ago, and I really feel like at the game is where you see the best Milanesque decisions. That's totally fair. Like just just some tr- some true achievements in milling. Um, like my favorite moment is when you see the guy who's very drunk who's got a beer in each hand, comes out on the upper deck and looks up at all the stairs he has to go up. And he just pauses there. And he thinks to himself, there's no fucking way. I'm not, I, I can't, I, I, I just can't. I love that moment because that moment is the core of Milanesque to me. Yeah. Well, on uh, that note. On that note, yeah. <laughs> happy uh, Thursday, everyone, and uh, yeah, happy Happy early Halloween. Speaking of normal middle nest decisions. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Send send in your uh, send in your costumes. I want to see them. I want to see your children. Okay. Did you, did you make your costumes this week this year again? Uh, always. Excellent. I, I'm gonna want to see those. Yeah. Is okay. one of your kids like a mailbox this year or something? Uh no. All right, you clearly want to go. 
I'll let you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.